With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Oh, my goodness. It's a counter-attack. It's a new drop and now Stretch it's in the middle of the top again. Mix it on when you do. Stretch it. Stretch it. Mix it on when you do. Stretch it. Chelsea Stretch it. 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 Um, hope you guys have had a good week. I know it's been international week, so you haven't really had much Chelsea content. Um, but yeah, obviously we've got the, I think Southampton are playing that weekend to look forward to. And yeah, we've got a lot of debates that we're going to go through. I've been joined by, I'm joined by our new signing. So like, before I, I start talking to um, our panel today, obviously, I don't know if it's been addressed, but Yas, um, he was with us last season. Um, and I think we're having a similar season to when Lampard first came in, because we built everything around Yas, just like our team was built around Hazard. We lost Yas on a free-to-court side. Um, I couldn't get any money. I'm not Mourinho like that. But we lost an important player. And similarly, when Lampard came in, he couldn't make big signings, so they had to bring back loanies. So I thought, do you know what? In, in structuring the team for this season, I'm going to bring up and sign one of our loanies in Anu. He was very favoured on, on the pod last season, but now he's a permanent signing. Anu, what were you saying, bro? Yes, yes. Um, welcome back. I'm glad to be back. He's glad to be here. Have you always dreamed from a kid of joining Chelsea Hour? You know what? I was a, what was a low knee signing before. You weren't sure yeah. about me. Yeah. A few controversial issues, but now I'm, I'm buzzing to be signed permanently. It's, it's all sorted. I think I'm going to call you our, our Zuma because like, we, we got Zuma back from loan on that season. But also we've got with us Ben and Shemi, um, the dynamic duo. Yes, yes, yes. It's your local strike partnership. Local you know. strike partnership. Listen, we did a, a Patreon pod. Um, so go and listen to that with Ben Shemi and another of our new signing, Simpsons. And you called yourself the York and Cole, right? Even right. York and Cole have not York and Cole like us. That's <laughs> <what I'm saying. laughs> you know but, what I'm trying to say? My thing is, you're, a Chelsea, you're Chelsea fans, isn't it? So why York and Cole? Why not Tammy and Mount, bro? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's doing us a disservice. Listen, if we said that you can go, I'm not you can go like us, then how could you be mentioning Tammy and Mount? No, no disrespect to the lads. Remember, this is a Chelsea, remember your audience, read the room, all right? I tried to set you up. All right, come on, true. I'm a rephrase, isn't it? I'm a rebrand. 
what I'm going to scream now is 0910 Drogba and Elka. Come. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. And that's Ben. You said that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So, yeah, getting into it, I want to touch on Mount because I think he's the hottest topic. It will be remiss of me not to talk about Mount right now. I know some people are sick of it. They just don't want to hear about Mount anymore. But, listen, we've had Mount as a discussion point for Chelsea. We've just come off the back of having Mount now as a discussion point for England. So, yeah, I want to talk about Mount. And I think the first kind of question I want to ask you guys, the panel, about Mount is, um, is basically, do you feel like, do you think that Mount is being incorrectly used by Lampard? Anu, yes or no? I think he's been overused, yes. Not, not overused, not overused. I, that was a Freudian slip. Um, do you think he's been incorrectly used? Yes. Okay, cool. And Shemi? No. Okay, good, good. We've got a little bit of a conflict there. Ben, do you think he's being incorrectly used in any way by Lampard? Yeah, I think he's being incorrectly used in terms of how much he plays, but not where okay. he plays. Okay, okay, cool. All right, so Shemi, you're the only person that doesn't think he's being incorrectly used. Let me quickly go to Anu. Do you feel like he's only being incorrectly used in terms of the amount of times he plays, or do you think about also position? I, I also think, obviously, the most obvious answer is the mm -hmm. amount is being used. Yeah, obviously, I, I, was, my, uh, I, was, I was clouded by that when you first said the question. So, yeah, I do think he's been overused. But also, I, I do also feel positioning as well. Um, right. I feel he gets used too much on the wing. And I don't believe his strengths are as a winger. I understand why Nampa's trying to do it, kind of a bit of a de defensive uh, mindset in terms of, I feel like he feels that he can work back and he's a very hard worker. But I also feel like Mount, I just feel he could be a strong player in the central midfielder position. Yeah. Um, and I, and I honest, honestly, I don't even mean that. I'm going to say for something, I don't even mean that as the 10. I literally even mean that. Number eight. As, as pardon? as a number eight, as, as a, a number eight, as literally a box. Right. box. So, so what we're going to do? He gets looked at there anymore. Yeah. What we're going to do is the. I think the most important thing that most people have uh, objection against is the amount he's used. Shemi, you're the only person that said you don't feel like Lampard's using him incorrectly. So you state your case. You've heard they're going to come at you for using him in the wrong positions. You've heard they're going to come up with, um, at you with, he's been used way too much. So state your case, and then Ben Anu and myself will try and tear it down. So, yeah, the floor is yours, bro. Um, in terms of um, him being overused, I think that's fair. But in terms of incorrectly used, um, personally, I, I kind of beg to differ because I feel like even though wing is not his favourite position and it's not his best position, I feel like he does have the attributes to play there and do a good job there. So, for example, he's got a good eye for goal. He presses really well. And um, just he, he, he adds a lot to the attack. Like he adds something to the attack. Like when he's out there, I don't feel like he's a complete waste. So if, for me, if someone was being incorrectly used, I feel like they'd be playing in a position where they're absolutely not benefiting the team at all. Whereas with Mount, I feel like when he, even when he plays wide, even though it's not his best position, I do, feel, I do still feel like he adds to the attack. And we saw it last season um, when um, Pulisic was out and we had no wingers and he was, that was arguably his best patch of the season when he was playing wide. Um, mm. This season as well, even last night, sorry, last night, I thought it was excellent last night, out on the yeah. right-hand side. Like, everyone who watched that game could see what Mark can do and could see that to say that he can't do a good job out there is, is, is completely false. So, to say he's been incorrectly used, I'd say is, is slightly false because he can play, he can do a good job out okay. there. And, okay, so so let, let me yeah. just quickly come in there. So when I said incorrectly used, I was opening the floor. It didn't have to be position. You can be incorrectly used by being played too much, but I think what you just agreed to, you feel like he's been played too much too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's definitely been playing too much, but when you said incorrectly used, I thought you were talking about mainly position, which is what nah. I definitely don't. I'm not even against Mount, you know. Like, I'm not against Mount's a good player. Mount's a good player. Yeah. It's just that the way Lampard is letting the devil use him with the way that he's using Mount, you know, or the way he has used Mount, I should say. It's okay. hopefully now the kid will get arrested. I don't like seeing the situation where, you know, when someone plays too much and naturally their performances are going to start dipping, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not actually their fault. They're playing below their level because they don't have any, anything left in the tank. So even now, I feel like we've got to the point where some people actually think, man, is shit. And he's actually, a he's actually a really good prospect, if that makes sense, right? 
So yeah, no, nah, I'm not. I've got no problems with Mount or when he plays on the pitch. Like Shemi said, he can more than do a job on the wing. Mm-hmm. I guess it just depends on what the plan is. So I'm fine with him on the wing on days when we're not trying to play how we played against like Liverpool, if that makes sense, right? Because him on the wing um, against Liverpool, it didn't make no sense because the wingers were there to penetrate and Mount is not going to give us much of that. And he was trying to, but it wasn't working, right? So on other days, you know, that would have worked. I don't mind seeing Mount on the wing, but it's just how he's used, if that makes sense. That's the main gripe. And that's not down to him. That's down to Lampard, so. Yeah, yeah. So like, here's the thing. I know that the issue is, and I think I tweeted it from the count, Whenever you want to analyse how Mount's being used, people, I think they can take it as us attacking Mount. That's, it's literally a Lampard thing. Mount doesn't decide yeah. how he's being used. So, like, when we're talking about being played in a certain position, that's not down to Mount. When we're talking about being overused, that's not down to Mount. But at the end of the day, it's about Mount. You can be critical as long as it's constructive on this. But um, one of the... So, like, my next question is, so far... We've had, I think, four games in the league. We had the Barnsley game too, and then also we had another cup game against Spurs. Um, so we've had like six games. Do you feel like Mount has played well so far this season? No. And that's, was that Shemi, yeah? That was me. It was Ben. Okay, it's Ben. Um, Shemi, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I think he's done okay. Um, not, uh, he hasn't played to what I know he can play to, but I think he's done okay. Um, what games? Was, what games do you, do you, the sticks out? Uh, West Brom. I thought it was really good against West Brom. Okay. Uh, um, and I thought he was. Yeah. No, it was only West Brom really. That's the so, only game that he's played well. All right. Cool. Okay. Cool. Alu, what, what's your thoughts on Mount this season so far? I think he's done. He's done all right. My my main thing going back to Shemi is what you're saying is that you're saying yeah he's he's been okay when he's put out on the wing, but there are just so many better players there that could that we have, especially now. I know you brought up last season when we didn't have that many, but now when we have the wingers there, I don't feel he's strong enough to be a winger in this team. Um, if we didn't have the wingers, I would say, I, I would literally agree with your argument, but when we have the wingers there, if Lampard's still playing this guy there, when you know you have our oh, now wingers, what, 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 why, why are we doing that to ourselves? You see what I mean? And yeah. then in terms of is he playing well this season, um, he's done okay. I, this is our best performance this season was when he wasn't playing. You take that as you, um, as you really? wish. Uh, <laughs> um, he's done okay. Uh, again, uh, he got burnt out in my opinion um, already. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's done okay. Okay. So yeah, I was going to say, so far, if I'm correct, I think he's had... I'm trying to think of Mount's managers um, in, in men's football. So he went to Vitesse, and as far as I remember, the manager loved him and played him all the time. Then obviously, after Vitesse, it's Lampard. The manager seems to really like him, played him all the time at Derby, came to Chelsea, played him all the time. And in England too, again, I know like with Southgate, you can't really say he's played him all the time, but he's playing a lot more than people expect him to play. So is there something about Mount that managers see that just makes him undroppable? Because I know where... Hey, Mount is... Yeah, go on. Go on. No, no, I was going to say that. Mount is obviously, like, we're seeing a common trend. Mount's that, he's that good guy, that You know what I'm trying to say? He's like, you know that one guy, the manager feels like he knows rely on it. I wouldn't say, like, the manager's son, but he has he on to him. If I can bring any conversation back to him, the way Lampard loves him off as well, two seasons, is now playing non-stop mm. there must be something there and it'll be really interesting to see what it is maybe these lot are just almost like I guess you know treating him like he's their son or whatever but there must be something about him that makes them want to do that if that makes I sense think just, I think Lampard sees himself in this guy he just, yeah. I, yeah I think it is just that I think Lampard the Southgate the Southgate himself in him too I, I not positionally but yeah as a player do you know what I mean I think it's one of those players who maybe isn't as talented as other individuals, mm. but has always worked so hard. He was always that small kid. He's just always right. just he's just a hard worker, hard tryer, and they just can't detach themselves from that. And the fact, mm. obviously, being English is we know Lampard has that that um, oh, but let's say bias or preference. Let's say preference. Let's not <laughs> let's say preference. Let's not push the agenda out there. Let's say preference. Um, 
once you put those two together, it's just it, it, it's it's. Listen, yeah. they're saying that Mount is betrothed to Lampard's kids, bro. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm on a Game of Thrones thing, fam. Because the way they treat that youth, fam. Oh boy. But also, I think, I think, I think, sorry, I think, I think people often overstate that Mark's actually a very good footballer. Like he's actually got qualities yeah. that gets him into yeah. the team. Like as a, as a as a rounded footballer, he's actually really good. Like there's not much that he's. I'm not. I'm not what trying to say like. Him? What makes him rounded? So, so like he 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 doesn't have many deficiencies. If if you put it that way, like he. I'm not saying he's like ten out of ten in every aspect, but he's he's very he's quite good at. Most things, if that makes sense. I'm trying to say, like, there's not many things you could say that, oh, that's a weakness in Mount. Like, he doesn't do this properly. Yeah. Like, every he's got a he's got a decent rating in every. Can I go? Um, Can I have a go at saying the weaknesses from, from my analysis? So I think what what makes up him a positive is that he's very busy. Um, he's like 100 miles per hour, but that can be negative too in terms of times where you need a calm head mm. to make a decision. Because he's thinking very fast. There's a lot of times where he shoots rather than passes. And a few times where he passes rather than shoots. But I just feel like his decision-making, especially like, listen, my whole thing is this. A lot of people say, this is what you've asked for. You've asked for the youth to play. And so it's weird that now where Bount is playing, that people are complaining that he's playing. But I think what no one asked for just the youth to play. What people ask for is no discrimination in terms of if you're young and you're good enough, then you should play. Now, here's the thing. Exactly. So here's the thing. If, if the fact that Mount played, was it 52 games last season, you're not just saying he's good enough. What you're yeah. saying, he's the key man in the squad, which is cool again. But then if you're the key man in the squad, you're going to be judged as such, right? Mm. And so when people are saying that Mount is... It's unfair, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et My thing is, it's not really unfair because you're positioning as the key man. So, as the key man, the reason why I get into this is because you're asking me to analyze him as the key man. Now, again, towards the beginning of last season, he played more as part of the attack. As an attacker, was he scoring enough goals? No. As an attacker, was he that playmaker in terms of finding players in attacking positions? No. So, if you compare like Mount and Pulisic, because don't forget, Pulisic was a rotational player last season. I'll let you guys come back. Pulisic was a rotational player last yeah. season. And despite him being a rotational player last season, the amount of goals he got and assists was more than Mount, who played all of the time last season. So, when you ask me about things oh. that he's not hitting at yet, I'm thinking, I'm thinking production. Production-wise, he needs to up that. No one can get at him for his work ethic. Okay, but if you're going to be the key man in the squad, which he's being like even this season so far, I think he's played the most out of everyone. He's played in five out of six games. If you're going to be that key man, then you have to be those levels. Uh, mm. So anyone wants to come back at that? Yeah, my my. Can I can I just say yeah? Can I just say with that though? I I definitely 100% agree with all of that. Yeah. Mm. The only thing is like with that kind of stuff, it's like should we be looking at Mount, who is what he is, and we're not we're not gonna. I even saying he is what it is sounds disrespectful, but it's almost like we're analysing him almost unfairly because of the position that he's been put in by the manager, if that makes sense. You know what I'm trying to say? That's key, so yeah, it's like, I agree. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, oh, we can look at all these things like, you know, like the shortcomings you just brought up, but I don't think anyone could, will say that those are, that any of that is any real like, cause for concern, considering his, his, his age as well. Like these are, a lot of the stuff, it just okay, comes with okay, age, yeah, come composure and decision-making. Yeah, I'll, I'll put yeah. 100% players can grow. We've just had Pulisic, who, when he came, I was very critical of him because I'm saying that, listen, in the Chelsea attack for a winger, you can't just score four goals. And previous to this, his most amount of goals was four. So the, the thing is, I understand you want to bring an age, but what I'm saying is, the whole thing is, if you're good enough, you're old enough. That's what we were saying. Yeah, yeah. And we were saying these young players are good enough. So I don't think age is an excuse in terms of if he's playing over other players that are that are older than him and that are ready. If he's better yeah, no, that can contribute and, and you're saying, Oh, it's because he's twenty one, then let those players play whilst he grows. Yeah, yeah, you know, I hundred percent agree with that. I just wanted to get to a thing where it's like we're looking at Mount more than we're looking at Lampard in this situation. Like 
if we're looking at Mount by himself, it's almost like people are almost dogging his ability and all this kind of stuff a little bit when it's like he has his ability. His ability is good. It's just that the context that it, that um, he's being played in, if that makes sense. Like the way I see it, it's more. It's it's not even about. It's more down to Lampard. It is down to Lampard. If that makes sense. It's not actually down to Mount because it is down all to these Lampard. things we're talking about. Yeah, all these things we're talking about. Like you know, um, all the factors we talked about. They're things that are natural for a player his age, etc., etc. Right. Right. Um, but he shouldn't have the responsibility to to be the main guy. You know what I'm trying to say? Because there's main guys even at other clubs, and I'm sure. He, his minutes are comparable to them. You know what I'm trying to say? And these lot are like 28. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm not even sure De Bruyne, I know he gets injured, but yeah. I'm not even sure De Bruyne played as much as Nant last season. You see what I'm trying to say? And all that stuff comes from the manager. Agreed. But then, Shemi, I'll let you come in. But the, the reason why we have to, this course has to be around Mount as well is because the manager has a certain view of Mount and we're challenging that view. So it's not necessarily us attacking, like I said before, it's not necessarily us attacking Mount but we're trying to understand because, like I said before, it's not just that Lampard said it himself. It's not just him. Southgate, people are saying that he, like, Greedy should play ahead of him, but Southgate's saying no, Mount should play at the yeah. test as well. Like, just, okay, so Shemi, come in. Yeah, um, I kind of want to challenge this narrative that um, Mount, that Lampard plays Mount wide, even despite of, like, them being other players better than him, which I think is true to an extent, but I don't think it's entirely true because I feel like whenever Mount's played wide, there's always been a reason for it sort of thing, which which is what I didn't get to um, counter Anu on before. So, for example, this season, Ziyech has been out um, and Pooley's been out as well. So we've only had Hudson as an out and out winger and obviously we need someone else to go wide, which is why Werner's played there as well. So I feel like there's been general reasons for it. And even going back to last season, um, there was a point where Hudson was just coming back from an Achilles, so we couldn't rush him in too quickly and it was still a bit rusty. Mm-hmm. And along with um, Pulisic still settling into things. So I feel like there are genuine reasons why Lamp, when, when he, whenever he plays wide, um, there are like actual reasons for it. I don't feel like, I don't feel like it's, a, it's a thing where he, Lampard will play him when Ziyech is fully fit or when Hudson's fully fit or when Pulisic is fully fit. I don't feel like he will just squeeze him in there for no reason. I feel like whenever he has played that position, it has been for a reason. And... Um, in terms of the, the thing about production, I feel like this is why um, Mount playing wide is more of a is, is more of an emergency option. I don't feel like it's a it's a thing where Lampard has that at the forefront of his mind that no Mount has to play wide even though um, we have other wings available. I feel like it's more of a thing where where it's necessary, then he plays there. And obviously, naturally, you're not going to get the production from someone who's not naturally a winger. But I do agree with you in the sense that it must have it has to improve because he's a main guy. So yeah. But we had Cho, we had Cho Habits and yeah, well, all three of them. Though. Yeah, Sorry? yeah, we had habits as well, and and I and well, and, and he's clearly playing Werner out there as well, which could be argued is maybe not his also his best position. But I, I don't know. I felt like we did have um, Ringo. So, 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 so who who would you have played then? Um, so like, who would you have actually started? Out wide because Havertz is not a natural winger. We saw that against Brighton, and anyone who watched him against Bayern when he played for Bayern Leverkusen, he could play there, but he wasn't a natural winger. Okay, so, so who would you? Quickly, quickly, the options quickly. that we had so far. Okay, so on that, don't forget the lot the, the Germany game that um was just played where Havertz was one of I think he got man of the match. I don't know if yeah. that's enough at all. But he mm-hmm. played he played in the four two three one on the right of the three. Havertz so, personally, I think that obviously the first game he had a bit of a stinker, but I think that was just big. I mean, yeah. I was sending an issue. I don't think mm-hmm. that was anything to do with his ability. I think it was rust, no preseason, and I think that also needs to be factored in with the first couple of games. Um, but I would have probably have played Havertz on the wing at Rucho. Um, But again, they, they, they probably could not have played all four games, I agree. But I just feel like Mount will just always get put there. But listen, I, I think Mount's... And I'm not... And I'm really not... I want to make this clear. I'm not trying to um, abuse his all-round talent. He is a good player. He's clearly a good player and he's clearly still developing. I understand that. My own dilemma here is that I want to make clear is that I just don't think he gets the same treatment as the majority of Chelsea players and that's what I want to make clear. I'm not faulting his all-round ability. Yeah. He's a, clearly a class player. The guy's 21 years old quite mm. quick and he's, and he's starting for Chelsea. We, we get the fact that Lampard wants to integrate you. Yeah, integrate you. That doesn't mean everyone has to be you. But it's also like there are there have clearly been players that is, would you even say he's better than Kovac? I'll put this out there. Ability for ability. Is Mount better than Kovacic? Apart from no. I'll shoot it. Player for player. What's what's no, the but, 
What's no, the- I wouldn't say so. But, no, but, but, but I know. Let me no, come in. Go on. No, they offer different qualities, innit? Yeah, yeah. Like, they have different qualities in terms of... Exactly. Yeah, but you know that at this juncture in Kovacic's career, like Vic Kovacic is that old. What his career is? What it's it's twenty four. No, no, I'm saying I'm saying he's not a ten anymore. Like in his early days, like at Inter, yeah, but like um, now, especially considering Lampard mainly uses Mount in the ten, like you wouldn't really use Kovacic in ten anyways. To be fair, but no, I definitely get the drift. Definitely, I definitely get the drift of what you're saying, and it's just like for me, I just feel like we need to move a bit more away from like this whole yeah. looking at Mount rather than looking at Lampard because he should be allowed to develop like any other player his age. He's not been allowed to develop. But ben, but ben, but Ben, it's a, yeah. you can't, the situation where you have to look at both. Okay, yes, we, it's Lampard yeah, okay, making yeah. decisions. It's, it's Lampard making decisions and the, like a hundred percent, I hear where you're coming from. What you're trying to do is you're just trying to protect Mount because like it's not, the issue isn't with Mount. Mount is a good player. I think, a lot of, if not most of the fan base, except that he's good enough to be, if not like starting 11, be in the Chelsea squad. So Mount's not yeah. an issue. It's how he's being deployed. But there has to be some conversation about what Mount offers when we're talking about this. It's the same with, we had Kevin De Bruyne. He wasn't playing, but Oscar was playing. Now, obviously, Mourinho decided to go with Oscar over KDB. And then what makes sense is to discuss both inequalities and whether you agree with the decision for Mourinho to prioritise Oscar or not. So, yeah, just quickly going into that, Mount, I believe Mount's been prioritised in a number of situations. I know Shemi was talking about how, at this point, you don't think that there's actually opportunity to play other wingers, which is the reason why. Or, or the situation has called for someone to track a full-back or a winger from the opposite team. But... So far this season, I think we've all kind of went through it. And you, most of you guys said Mount had a good game against West Brom. And that was like the only game you can kind of pick up so far, especially for Chelsea. Yet again, he's, he's been one of our players that have played the most. Now, Lampard spoke about this. He said, actually, Mount is a naturally fit player. And for me, I think that one of the reasons why Mount plays, and this is for Southgate because I think I've heard him say similarly too, is that I think at his base, like you can say with Hudson Odoi, if he's having a bad game, at his base, he might be having a bad game, but he's not, he might not press as well. He might not chase them. So I think with what Lampard thinks is that even if Mount can't affect the game, at his base, he's going to work hard tremendously and he's going to cause a nuisance up there somehow. So my thing is, and I think Shemi kind of mentioned as well, that Mount is good in terms of, you know, tracking players. So my question to you guys is, is there a danger, because we saw it with Oscar and KDB, where Mourinho really likes players that can do stuff on the ball, but even more importantly, off the ball. So my question is, is it dangerous for a manager to be blinded by intensity off the ball and kind of lose awareness of, like, the talent in the team? Is that, is that a danger? It's definitely a danger, because... The fact you've even dropped the examples there of the two of the biggest mistakes probably in football um, is clear to see. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's clear to see. So it's definitely a danger, and and it, and this could definitely happen. And and I feel like we we're close to allowing it to happen with Cho um, in this 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 scenario because when you when you're saying oh yeah. Yeah, allow Mount to. We need to allow Mount to develop. But is Lampard allowing Cho to develop in the same pace he's allow, allowing Mount to develop? So it's it's definitely hard. If if Cho we, was to now leave to Bayern, yeah, like he doesn't see the same. Let him finish. Let him finish, and we'll come to you. If Cho is now. To go, if Cho will leave, even this maybe next, because he's not seeing the same opportunities yeah. that Mount's getting. And now, and two years time, Cho becomes. The best ring in the world. We'll just we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Up, we'll watch that. We'll pull up we'll, this pod. Huh? So we we'll watch that. But it's what, not. Just, that's an example of what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And it's not. It's not just a Hudson and Doyle thing. So we've seen Loftus Cheek go out on loan. We've seen Barkley go out on loan. And obviously the Euros is coming up. But also Havertz has just come in for seventy plus million, and we know that Lampard yeah. pay Mount a lot. So again. They've probably seen that and they made the best decision for them, thinking I'm going to get more game time by going on loan. So Ben, you wanted to come in, um, 
what what did you want to come in and say? Yeah, I was going to say as well um, that even, I think even, Lamb's not even allowing, I, I feel like even at this point, Lamb doesn't even have the time to, to, how do I say, reflect on his own game a little bit, if that makes sense. Like, um, I'm struggling to actually think about about that many players that play as much as Mount, and that doesn't just mean young players. I'm talking about senior players as well, because even they get rested and stuff. Like, we've just talked about how Mount's performances haven't been that good um, this um, recently, right? And I, and again, I think we all agree that that's not because of Mount. It's literally because of how much he's been played and all that kind of stuff. And especially for young players, sometimes you need that time to you know, rest and um, experience, if that makes sense. But I'm somewhere in between the three of you guys, right, in terms of the whole, it's definitely a worry um, in terms of like maybe missing out on other people's development because of how much he's playing. But at mm. the same time, I hear Shemi's point in terms of the whole, when Mark has played at times, the alternative, there's, there's been context behind it. Apart yeah. from the recent ones, especially mm. last season, it was mm. like some people aren't fit or some people are, you know what I'm trying to say, out or et cetera, et cetera. Now, I think we will properly see in terms of the fact that if Mount didn't play in the 10 last season, who was going to play in the 10 last season? That we could actually properly trust him. Barkley was there. Ruben was, yeah, no, but I don't trust Barkley. Like, I think like, don't get me wrong in it. As in, how do I say this? I think Mount is a better option than, Mount was a better option than Barkley last year. I'm not saying Mount should have played as much and Barkley should have played as little, but I'm saying if he was making a start 11, I think most of us would have Mount in ahead of Barkley. If that makes sense, uh, the options weren't uh, crazy not, strong in his position. Not me, not me. But let me let, let me quickly go around. So, again, one of the reasons why Lampard says he plays him out a lot is because he's super fit. I think Barkley is also a super fit player. Now, Barkley's on loan, so I don't want to concentrate too much on him. But in terms of, I think a lot of people can kind of... When the unexpected comes calling, bounce forward with Comcast Business. Bounce forward fast with internet speeds up to a gig. And bounce forward with security solutions that help keep your connected devices protected. Help your business bounce forward with this amazing offer. For a limited time, ask how to get a $500 prepaid card. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go online today to learn more. Comcast Business. Prepaid card offer ends 12-13-20. Restrictions apply. New Comcast Business customers only. Call for restrictions and complete details. The available AKG 36-speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360-degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. I don't know. I forced the conclusion that actually he had no options. But don't forget, Pedro was around, Pulisic was around, Barkley was around. He did have options. I feel like it's a choice. And look, it's not necessarily a bad choice. Lampard clearly trusts Mount. And Lampard's the manager. He's got to make the decision. And he, same with Southgate. He's got to make the decision. But let's not pretend that he hasn't had a choice. Even this season, he's had a choice. It's just that he really trusts Mount. We saw it with Derby too. Um, so I think, you know what? Let's, let's wrap up on Mount. I think it's good to kind of touch base on it. I know he's kind of dividing the fan base. Even on the pod, even on the pod, Mount's getting more time. Then then it's, yeah, it's true. It's getting more <laughs> even on the pod. Even on the pod. Right, we can't right. beat him. We can't beat him, man. You can't <laughs> get this guy, man. But do you know what? Yeah, do you know what? It just reflects on it. The fact that a young Chelsea player is playing so much for us and playing for England. Like Great. there was a time when yeah, there was a time when it was just John Terry. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm. we don't. Mm. Really have to, so it's, I guess it's a good debate to have. It's, anyway. it's good to see. Yeah, it's good to see. All right, cool. So, talking about our new signings this season. So, we've had like a little bit of the beginning of the season. We didn't really have a preseason. So, like, usually you'd have a preseason, you get to see uh, how, the, how these new players fit in in about four or five games. We didn't have it this time. So, actually, our preseason kind of crept in to our actual season. So, I feel let's just take this time to kind of reflect um, and try to kind of hone on a few issues that might be arising. Um, so, we bought obviously last season it was difficult in terms of goal scoring wise and this season we um, put out a huge financial outlay on Havertz and Werner okay now Havertz scored a hat-trick against Barnsley in the League Cup but apart from that neither have scored now obviously we just saw Germany play and both of them scored and assisted for Germany but since they were bought to fix our goal scoring problems and we've had four games, and both are yet to score. 
my question to you guys is, are you worried about that? Are you worried about Werner in terms of goal scoring? Because I know at the beginning of the season, a lot of people thought, a lot of people had them in their fantasy, in his fantasy team, in their fantasy teams. A lot of people had him, yeah, including me. <laughs> exactly. So how did that work out? And are you worried about um, Werner probably maybe taking a while to settle in? No. Firstly, I'm 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 worried about Werner. I feel like um, so his first game against Brighton, I think it's the only game he played up front. I feel like he looks really really sharp. Yeah. And again, and then the following game against Liverpool when he played out wide, he looks really really good. Um, so I feel like his overall game, I think I would be worried if his overall game had been poor as well as him not scoring. Now, I know the last two games against um, against Crystal Palace and West Brom, he wasn't all that. Mm. But I think I've seen enough in the first two games to see that he can, he, he, he can adapt to this league. So I feel like... Um, he didn't look like he didn't look like you know players come to this league and they look like they they're a bit they're not physically there yeah. or they're just not up to the pace of it. I didn't get mm. that vibe when I watched Werner in his first two games, so mm. that kind of gave me a bit of peace. And um, for me, I feel like once he moves into the number nine position, that's where he's going to get joy because um, as we touched on the last pod, I don't feel like um, we've got like the patterns of play correct in our attack to kind of, for him to kind of flourish off the left hand side. So I feel like once he moves up top then will be cool because if you watch Leipzig because obviously I know he played off the left in Leipzig but the way Nagelsmann plays like it's it's, a, it's different it's different gravy you know what I'm trying to say so he's gonna he eats more of that team so I feel like he genuinely needs to play nine for us for him to prosper okay Ben are you worried but if you think about it I'm not worried quickly, quickly let me let me try to make you worried let me try to make you worried Spurs have if they can keep, keep fit Spurs have Bale you know he scores goals Son scores goals. Kane scores goals for fun. Now, if if Werner doesn't bang, then Pulisic isn't really like I know he's, he had a good season last season. He doesn't really score that many goals. Ziyech is more of a assist man. Havertz last two seasons in Germany, he had a slow first half of the season and a strong second half of the season. So, isn't there cause to be worried? Um, I guess what I mean when you put it like like that in terms <laughs> of like all. All objective facts, yeah. yeah. Yes, but at the same time, it's like it's a thing where I don't know. I think we've seen enough in terms of the whole. Um, how do I judge? How do I say this? The subjective side of the game in terms of what you see and what you get from when you yeah. when you watch players play. I think we've seen more than enough. Like Shemi said, they've been bright. I think obviously um, Leipzig, especially. I watched a lot of last season, like um, them and Dortmund. I used to watch loads of last season. Um, so I I know what Havertz, I know what sorry Werner is on and right now it just kind of seems like it's a thing where um, both of them are just kind of easing their way in. You can see it a lot with Havertz in terms of the whole, um, you know, he'll just keep it short and keep it keep he kept he kept ticking a lot in the Brighton game um, in particular. Mm-hmm. And like we said before in the Barnsley game, he got a hat trick. He didn't even look like he was really trying. Yeah. And in terms of um, Werner, we've I've seen a lot of situations where when he's playing for Leipzig, he definitely one hundred percent shoots. And he hasn't looked to shoot because I think both of them are looking for the team. Or it's a thing where it's like you come into a new situation at your last aware that you're at a big club now, and you're put, you're probably still going to end up being the guy that people look to. But you don't want to you you're trying to test things out, trying to test the water, dipping your toe in a little bit. When they get comfortable, I think there's going to be trouble. Okay. Well, I apologise for the audio issues because Ben started cutting up. You're in a big pod now, innit? So you need to kind of sort your shit. I'm joking. I knew. Listen, I've tried to scaremonger Ben. No. Did it work? I tried to scaremonger Shemi. No. All right? Yeah. Can I get you? Are you not at least a little bit worried? I'm not even worried. When you even said that Spurs thing, I laughed. <laughs> Those two boys are getting injured in the next two games. It's There's true. no problem there. Let them play two games. They'll both be injured. Son and <laughs> Mourinho will set up 11 against 11 match. So we'll start tackling each other. Anyway, um, in terms of those two players, what's crazy is that Havertz has played nine games a season. Mm. Yeah. Well, club and country. Yeah. He's, got, he's had seven goal contributions. That's assistant goals. Werner's played 13, had six. These are supposed to be boys we're supposed to be worried about. Factor that in. These guys are, these guys are good. So they good when they're playing bad, you think they're not even... Yeah. Not good. Like, that, like they're, they're, they're not even ready. Yeah. They're not even ready. 
And I'm telling you, once Lampard finds out his best team, which God knows how long it will take this Lampard, <laughs> once he finds out how to play them both, these two already have the chemistry. There's, mm. nothing, there's nothing to create there. We literally have two elite players. And I'll be honest, if it doesn't work out, there's only one scapegoat here. Oh, let's move on from that. Let's move on that. But, 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 but there's, there's nothing to worry about. These, they're, they're class. Yeah. And, it's and, and, and we've got Ziyech to come in. Apart from that, Werner has got us two penalties now. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Adverts yeah. have been classed in the assist area. Like, I knew kind of really, he put it really well. Like, if we're worried now and they're still providing assists and, you know, being dangerous, then that's, that's a good base level. Also, just quickly, um, I just wanted to... The, the goal against Spurs came to mind. I feel like um, the way he was so... He wasn't hesitant to let that shot go off. I feel like that was an also another good sign because it yeah. showed that even though he hadn't been scoring previously, but he was yeah. still confident enough to take that shot on. And um, when, I, when that goal went in, I was like, OK, cool. Like, he's still kind of... He's still got it type things. So yeah. I feel like um, when he's in the right areas, which I don't feel like he has been close to goal that many times in yeah. the games that he's played so when he is in the right areas when when our when our patterns of play managed to get him in the right areas i feel like he is he's he's, he's gonna collapse so yeah for me it's only a matter of time 100 percent, and that's one of the things I've, I've been worried about because i'm always one of the people that says that look one of the most important traits for a striker is confidence because there are there were times even last season where i think Werner went four or five games and that's a lot for Werner. he went four or five games without scoring but he seems to have a confidence. I remember mm, watching mm. Murata or watching Shevchenko and we've mm-hmm. had these strikers where when they're not scored, when they haven't scored for a while, you see it in their face. You see the pressure mounting. Exactly. Now, we saw, we saw a little bit of that in terms of Werner was desperate to get the penalty against uh, Crystal Palace. We saw a little bit of he just wanted to get that goal. But I think like you guys, I'm not worried. Obviously, we've got ZX to come in as well and he should be mm. a creator too. So, yeah, so... I think I'm with you guys. I'm optimistic on our attack. I'm not happy yet because I don't think that our attack has looked too good just yet. But an area that has actually looked good for us, which is weird for me to say, because the last couple of seasons, it hasn't really been an area that has been good to us. And even at the beginning of the season, it hasn't been good to us. But the Crystal Palace game, I think maybe, like I think for me anyway, that was our most solid performance defensively. I know that they didn't really press us that much, but I just liked the way everything worked from the defensive part department to the fact that Mendy looked you know assured in there he looked like he had enough height to catch the ball but also our, our double pivot I like the fact that Jorginho was spraying the passes and then Kante was doing what Kante does now my question to you is for me the signs look good do the signs look good to you to you and do you feel like with Lampard's purchases he's finally sorted out our defensive issues well because I knew you went last we'll start with Shemi um, so yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. I feel like Crystal Palace looks good, even though we didn't get pressed or too much or they didn't attack too much. I feel like generally there was a sense of calmness. Um, generally positioning was good. Um, clearances were really good. Um, and yeah, there was just a sense of organization and calmness. Um, in terms of has he sorted out our defense, it remains to be seen. However, one thing I would say is that I do feel like, um, Zuma and Thiago complement each other quite well because where, um, Thiago doesn't have the height, you know, aerially, Zuma has that. And um, they both, none of them are slouches in terms of getting off the mark. Um, positionally, Thiago's excellent. Um, so, yeah, I feel like they complement each other really well. Obviously, Tomori's still there to, um, to back up if, if Zuma gets injured or one of them. And Rudiger. And Rudiger as well, hey, who's yeah, still about yeah, funny enough. <laughs> he's still about <laughs> funny enough. I think my only thing is, my only thing is, um, um, as much as I rate um, Tomori, it'll be interesting to see how him and Thiago would be because obviously they're both not as tall, so I don't know if we'd get them made early, but um, yeah, yeah um, overall, I'm, 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 I'm happy with that partnership right now, and I think... You're optimistic about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm optimistic, yeah. What about, so we'll get, Ben, we'll, we'll come to you as well, but factor in, not just back four, not just the goalkeeper, but also the double pivot that plays. So, yeah. the question is about, are you optimistic that we've sorted out our defensive issues? Remembering that we don't I have mean, rights back. Yeah, I'm slight. Obviously, I've always been along the lines of um, really and truly, we just need the leadership back there in terms of our structure wasn't always the best in transition last season, but I think it was good enough to not concede the amount of goals we were conceding. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing I've always said, especially to, um, to Shemi in terms of the centre backs, is that when Louise left, I was severely worried in terms of 
yes, Louise can do some nonsense at times, right? But he's still, he's the leader. He's the yeah. one that these men look to and gain yeah. confidence from in terms, um, in terms of when everyone's going about their stuff, if that makes sense. So literally just having a leader back there, um, we've seen, we've seen, I, I call it the Van Dyke protocol, innit? When um, you have the, <laughs> the, the leader of the centre-back, right? He doesn't yeah. necessarily have to lift a couple, too many fingers, right? As long as everything mm. is in place, then we should literally get the ball sometimes just from being um, positioned well, if that makes sense, right? So I'm slightly optimistic, slightly, but at the same time, I know what man them are on. So mm. I'm more optimistic than not, but it remains to be seen. Yeah, but you're, you're scarred. You're scarred. Yeah, I've got PTSD, bro. Yeah. No, no DVE. <laughs> All right, cool. Anu, coming to you. Let's not forget, a lot of people, it seems like with all the signings, everyone's saying the missing piece was a sitting midfielder, uh, a defensive midfielder with pace and power, um, someone that could just sit back and tackle and clamp, especially for counterattacks. Do you feel like that's going to hurt us this season or do you feel like actually we can be a good defensive side this season? It, it it's all depends whether Kante can stay fit, in my opinion. Um, but obviously, it looks like he's been having a few few cracks in terms of injuries. So, it probably would have been nice to get another DM in there. Um, however, I think that the transfer window has been stupendous. Like, you can't yeah. complain one bit. I'd, I never thought it would be this good. Um, I thought the biggest hole was the left-back, in my opinion, if I'm honest. Uh, that got filled and then bring some experience as Ben said in, in the CB I thought Thiago for free was just was was I actually preferred that that was one of my favourite signings okay. uh, and it wasn't in terms of how long he's going to play it's just in terms of I feel like so many of the goals and so many of the mistakes we let in last season were so preventable if there was just a leader back mm. same like it was just so many so many childish errors as, as a club that were just Chelsea are not known for being like that. So I thought it was imperative to get um, a lead at the back. The fact he wants to be English, um, we'll, we'll soon find out whether uh, that's going to be an issue. But apparently it's not. Apparently the players are saying that, look, they, they, can, they feed off his, his leadership. So I think the back four is quite nice. I think Lampard's early on found his um, centre-back partnership and I'm happy with that. Thiago and Zuma, I think that's good. So yeah. I think signings, huh? I think signings would be great. Yeah. Um, I generally can't complain um, and then we have Reese James on the right so yeah the back four's looking nice it's just I actually really want to see if Lampard can actually um, just delete so, because let's not, not get it wrong we still concede the three against first one yeah. so it's it, it's just you just have to as a big club if you if you see ourselves which we are um, delete silly mistakes and really be a Solid force at the back because we have the players now. There's just there's just no excuse. Um, yeah, we can see we can see the three against West Brom, but then you can argue was it Caballero in goal? I can't remember who was in goal. Yeah, and, yeah I don't think Chilwell was. I think Alonso played that game too. Yeah, so exactly. So one of those. Yeah, yeah. I guess the issue is is that okay? If it's an individual fix, if those individuals are injured, then. That's, that's a problem. Don't forget, I think it was 56 goals conceded last season. So I just want to see something respectable. Do you know what I mean? Just not not in those 50s, 40s area. Well, you see um, how, how you put in, we put in Chilwell. I know, I know Palace weren't great. They kind of sat back and that's yeah. putting Chilwell there. And that's just filling, that's literally filling in the hole that's there. Yeah. The difference was clear. It was, it was- this episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. All right. So I don't know if you guys saw, but Jorginho, there was... There was actually news that allegedly he's talking to the club about signing a new contract. So I kind of, I kind of, kind of glossed over it, or I kind of alluded to it in, in the last debate. But like, who here would be happy if Jorginho signs a new contract? Because I know like most of the, a lot of the fan base hate him. I would be Chelsea. Yeah. Would you be happy for him to sign? Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he deserves a new contract. Okay, why did he deserve a new contract? Because you know most people aren't going to agree with you. 
and I don't, and I'm, not, I'm not saying maybe long term. I just think he's been he's been a great servant to the club. He's mm-hmm. he's he's a leader in in the club, mm-hmm. like right. which we don't have many of. Um, he's yes, okay, is everyone gets on him because of his agility okay. and his turnaround pace to get back attack of the ball is not is not as good, but. Technically, he's one of the best midfielders in the Fed. Technically, mm. he is. He's one of the best Fact. midfielders in the Fed. So, um, when, I don't think you let a talent go like that so easy, especially just for no reason. I think he'll be happy to be a squad player as well. I don't think he's the kind of person who would kick off too much with us if not starting every, every game. So, make him a squad player, give him the contract, and let him play. I think we as a fan base are too, too quick to maybe shut our back at someone who's done so well. Look, even look, just the ability to score those pens that's yeah. fundamental it's and so change key. the game as well so like we talk about that Palace game last season as well the ability yeah, to change the game it's a yeah. so the thing is the thing is guys like I've heard a lot from Anu I've heard a lot of Ben I'm talking about Jorginho Shemi hasn't said a word so I'm, I'm, I think maybe Shemi might be one of those people that aren't that, that isn't a big fan of Jorginho am I, am I right Shemi? No, you're wrong. I'm a fan of him. I'm a fan of him. One thing I will say, though, um, one thing I will say is that if we was to lose him, I don't think he's incredibly difficult to replace. I feel like... So, for example, this window, we saw um, Party and Thiago. I feel like if we really wanted to get one of those two, we could have. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And I feel like, just in generally in world football now, um, a lot of the, 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 the DMs are, are quite good at playing. Like, they're very, very good with their feet. Um, a lot there's, a, there's, there's a quite a few deep-line playmakers about that I feel like we could easily like replace him with. I'm, I can't think of names on top of my head, but I just I just don't feel like because of what he because of what he lacks, I feel like we could bring in someone else that would um, probably add that bit of physicality type thing. Right. So I don't. So I feel like if he left, I don't feel like he'd be like incredibly missed. But at the same time, I would like him to stay. Okay, but just just to kind of like perk the ears up and bring a smile to the fact that the Chelsea fans and the Chelsea R fans that don't like Jorginho, when you say what he lacks. What are you talking about? Are you just talking about the physicality, or is there other part of his games that, like, is there other parts of his game that you're not too abilities, movement? Yeah, yeah, just overall, overall physicality, turning around, just yeah, a quick turn. The the ball gets deflected, goes the other way. They're facing the back four. Just he just doesn't have the movement, does he? Yeah, but you know what it is? It's like you take the rough with the smooth, and I always say with players, it's like. There's no player apart from maybe Messi or players of that ilk that they're, they're complete. Do you know what I mean? Or, mm. or Mount. Yeah, everyone or, has or, flaws. Or Mount, as Shemi said earlier. But, like, yeah, everyone has flaws. And so you've got to just kind of weigh it up and say, okay, do they bring more to the team than they take away? Now, obviously, a lot of people feel like, actually, he's so, so much of a liability that he should come out. But I think on this, this panel, at least anyway, we all are Jorginho fans. All right, so... Next question, um, yeah, so like, again, we've had like four or five games. Um, are there any, is there anything that you've kind of picked up this so far that, like, I know I'll ask you about an attack, but just in general, is there any kind of lessons that we should have taken from these first four or five games? Um, I feel um... like, I feel like, I feel like our striker issue, so when Werner doesn't play, so if Werner's not playing up front, I I, I feel like we might struggle to score goals. Generally, okay. I, I I don't, I'm not sure. So, I know Giroud had a good run in, running towards the end of last season, yeah. um, but do I see him as someone that could um, over a uh, season, you know, contribute to a, a, a massive amount of goals? I'm, I'm not too sure because obviously post lockdown was a short period. It was about seven to ten games. So, but do I see him doing that over a longer um, game spell? I'm not too sure. Um, Tammy, I feel like hasn't really impressed me too tough mm-hmm. so far. So I do kind of worry if Werner was to get an injury okay. um, for that striker position. And, um, and and do you you don't like Werner on the left? In our team, no, I don't. From what I've seen, from what I've seen this season, I don't. I don't like it at all. I don't feel like he's got the. He's not good. He's not very good one v one. I don't feel like he's an amazing dribbler per se. And you kind of see that when he drop, when he kind of, you know, when he roams in field, I don't feel like he he looks as comfortable like when he receives the ball, um, as like a, for example, you know, when Cho came on and like instantly he's he's running, he's dribbling. So um, I feel like he he's his game is he is very much suited to be that number nine and running in mind. Okay, cool, Shemi. Anything that you've noticed that maybe we need to look to improve on 
for the rest of the season if we want to achieve our targets. You mean Ben, right? <laughs> oh, sorry. Was that was yeah. that just me that was talking? My yeah, yeah, that was me. That was me. <laughs> so, so what I'm saying. The conversation <laughs> is so in sync that I can't even tell you guys apart. The Dwight York, the Dwight York works. <laughs> yeah, Ben, what about you? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, obviously, um, in terms of, like, I'm not really trying to um, pigeonhole anyone yet, if that makes sense, in terms of, like, saying, oh, Havertz can't play on the left or this person Mm -hmm. can't do this. I think we just need to strike up the relationships, if that makes sense. So, like, um, we have examples of creative players that have played wide for us and it's worked because Mm -hmm. the relationships have been there in terms of striking up those relationships. So I'm not as worried as Shemi is about the whole goal-scoring thing because I Mm -hmm. think... Like Tammy showed in the early parts of last season, if you give him chances, he can tuck. Maybe not to an elite extent, but he can tuck, right? Um, and obviously Giroud plays, plays differently, but he still found ways to complement our attackers last season. So I think when everything gels together, um, I, I don't think I don't think we'll be wor- we'll be too worried if that makes sense. I think people are still kind of gelling, especially when central players play wide. It's a thing where they need to know the movements of whoever's playing in the center, for example, and playing on the other wing, things like this. So I think everyone kind of needs to gel because they haven't been able, um, they haven't been given a chance to gel, and then we'll properly see. Also, one one other thing as well that um has come to my attention. I feel like the, so far the team has been really central around Havertz. Um, so my thing is, if he was to get an injury or go out of the team, it's like, how would you kind of play? Because I feel like I don't know if any of you guys get this feeling as well, but I feel like it's very much Havertz is one of the first teams on the on the on the team sheet, right? So if he's not in that ten, I kind of feel like how we how are we gonna kind of play? Because it seems like everything's kind of built around him, and to get the best out of him, because he's that he's meant to be that playmaker type thing. So um, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 something to watch definitely. Like, obviously, we haven't seen Ziyech in the team as well. So, yeah. right now, if it's coming through Havertz, but when Ziyech is here, I'm sure that Ziyech can kind of, you know, alleviate that if he does get injured. But yeah, you're you're 100 right. Like, it is something to watch. I know. Is there anything that you're watching for the rest of the season? Anything that you think we need to improve on? I think. Listen, from the from the small games we've had, yeah. um, I think Lampard. He's learned quite a lot. I think he's learned mm-hmm. his best centre-back partnership. Yeah. I think he's learned Mendy's our number one. Mm-hmm. I think he's learned Mount needs to rest a bit. Are you sure? I think, well, listen, <laughs> I, I think from he's that Palace that game, way. he must have learned that. He must okay. have. <laughs> and I think he learned that Kante's essential because he was one of mm-hmm. our best players throughout the beginning of the game. I think those are things you have to have learned. They were, they were, stand, they were standing out of him because I think we also need to... Um, just be patient as well a bit because I, I, me, I'm a very impatient person, but I think once you factor in every now and again to yourself, okay, look, they didn't have pre-season, they just jumped in there, they're, they're just getting to know each other. Like so, six new signings as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So. Do, you know, do you know what I've kind of seen which might be a worry for me? So for me, um, again, it's a, stri- it's a striker thing. So for me, it's just that a lot of the games I've seen so far, especially with the four-two-three-one. Our strikers haven't really got, apart from Werner, they haven't really got involved in the games. Apart from Werner and then Tammy against Barnsley. A lot of the time, we're like, if you remember the Spurs game, I know that most of the attack was isolated, but I feel like specifically our striker, they don't seem to be contributing to the game as much. When Giroud was playing, I don't think he did that well. I, Tammy, against, yeah, Tammy against Palace as, as well. I know he scored a goal. Um but at the same time, I just feel like he wasn't in the game as much. Mm. And I don't, I don't know why that is at this point. I'm going to continue watching. But I just feel like when that happens, that means that it almost feels like we've got a, a less, like one less player. Like I want our striker to be involved in the game. And I think Werner playing up front might mitigate that just because he doesn't stay up front anyway. He's yeah, so busy. Company. Yeah, exactly. But when it's a Tammy, when it's a Giroud, I'm worried about them being isolated. I think... That's like my main, that's one of my main things. I'm also going to be watching to see if we can get some form of stability in terms of the lineup because it makes sense for Lampard to change up when he's coming to a team, no transfer window. These aren't his players. He's maybe not convinced about a lot of these players. So he's trying to, I see him sometimes frustrated when it's Alonso and Emerson. He'll put Alonso in thinking, I hate Emerson. And then Alonso will piss him off and thinking, oh, I hate Alonso. Now I'll put Emerson in and Emerson will do something stupid. So he, he just kind of kept in that rotation. But now he's got his guy. 
hopefully we don't see as much rotation because I feel like that is something that kind of that worked against us last season because again when was it Ben or Shemi talking about relationships if we're going to form these relationships on the field I think that yeah we need a bit of stability but at the same time let's not be st- sorry let's not stick with the same amount of players let's just you know what I'm saying manage it like let's not overplay mm. players let's not underplay players let's not freeze anyone out like last season do you know what I mean um, so yeah that's that those are my main takeaways I don't know if you guys have got anything to say about that yeah quickly um on your point of rotation um, I agree I want to see stability but um, I think the one place where I want to see a bit more of um, of flexibility is the wide areas because um, I feel like we're in a good position where our wingers so Ziyech Cho Mm -hmm. and Pulisic are different do you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying so Ziyech is like your creator with really good passing Cho's like your 1v1 threat he's going to go down the byline put a cross in and Pulisic is like your ball carrier who's going to get close to the strike or score some goals. And I feel like um, one team that utilised those options to good effect is, is, is City. So when City came, when Pep came in, um, so 2017, 2018, they had um, Sane, Sterling and Bernardo. All mm. three of them are different. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Bernardo's like your creator. Sterling's like your penetration person. Sane's your 1v1. So, and I feel like Pep was really good at using the right ones at the right time. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Sometimes Bernardo would play right. Sometimes yeah. Bernardo would play midfield and then Sterling would play right. And I feel like he used that to good effect. So I would like to see something similar at Chelsea, personally. But, but counter that with Liverpool, who mm. don't rotate. That's a good point. Salah yeah, and always play. And, and then mm. they keep the three and look how effective that was. But, what but, but then again, why is, is that? Manager? Huh? But then again, why is that? Because Salah scores, what, 20, Salah's going to get you 20 goals every season. And Mane is near enough. Yeah, Mane is near enough 20 as well. So I think there's 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 a reason for that, personally. But good point. Like, yeah, yeah, their systems obviously their systems been drilled for years and, mm. and they're flawless at it. I'm not trying to say we can play like that, but I just also think, and they probably work technically a lot yeah. harder than our wingers would work yeah. uh, because of the way they play. <laughs> so, we can't, we can't, we can't, I don't think we can blame it on fatigue if we're going to use that as an example, though, as in why we need to rotate. But then you, you're right, Sims. Um, Pep does the complete opposite, but I just, yeah, it, it's the management. <laughs> Yeah, so it can work either way. One thing yeah, I was that's, saying, that's, that was my that was my yeah. point. But one thing I'll say is the reason why you don't rotate, the reason why Klopp shouldn't rotate Mane and Salah is because they are every single game, you know, they're doing their job. So my whole thing is like I know it came like last season. Giroud was scoring and he was scoring and scoring, and then he thought, okay, let me rotate. And I know it was a lot of games in a tight space, and like this season, we're going to see the same thing with a lot of games in tight space. And all of the medical professionals will tell you, like, this is a lot on players. And so there's going to have to be some sort of rotation just in terms of protecting players. And look, we've got a massive squad, so there has to be rotation. Mm. But what what my critique is, rotation for rotation's sake, that's all my my, critique is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do it for rotation's sake. Just do it when the game's right. Yeah, exactly. Like, if Mane is scoring and Salah is scoring, why rotate them? Do you know what I'm saying? So, if Pulisic is doing well and it's not like it's one game a week, then play him. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's just like, I think there's a lot of unforced, for me anyway, just my personal opinion, I think there's been a lot of unforced changes with Lampard sometimes when we're playing well and then he starts to, to mess with it. And that's what I don't want to see this season. So, so quickly, bear, bear in mind, yeah, from now till the next international break, it's, it's going to be Prem Champions League, Prem Champions League, right? Yeah, there's going to have to be changes. Yeah, so there's, yeah, there's going to be... But you find that so unusual that Lampard loves to change when obviously when his best days at Chelsea, it was the consistency that Mourinho brought in in the open. But then, then again, can I, can I counter that? Because I feel like yeah. if, I, if we go back to the first half of last season, as soon as um, Pulisic came to form, there was hardly any changes. I think from like, from the Burnley game till December... It was literally Pulisic left, um, William on the right, Mount. Abraham up front, Mount. Mount. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it was pretty. It was pretty stable. Yeah, but like, there were there, there were changes back more. Four was always over the shot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There were back four. There was back four changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like that attack generally was quite stable last season yeah. in the in the, in the it, early parts of last season before injuries. It, it was, but it's weird. So this is my whole point. So like, for me, if Mane and Salah are scoring, you don't change it. But I think from that point of the season, that middle part of the season you're talking about, from the Burnley game, etc., I think Pulisic was playing great. So it doesn't make sense to change him. But I think Mount and Tammy by that point, the goals are dried up for Tammy. Mount wasn't really contributing. So I would expect more changes, do you know what I mean, when things mm. aren't going right, as opposed to when things are going right, which I think we've had. But anyway, let's, let's just watch that. Um, 
so yeah we've covered everything um on my my list anyway um so yeah we'll, we'll leave it there because we'll keep it short obviously we we haven't had a game to analyze um thanks for joining us anu shemi ben no problem come on man you know cool. you know the vibrations we know the vibrations. Use the hashtag Touchline Fracker. We're on Discord. The Chessy chat in Discord is the most active chat in Discord. Go there anytime. They'll be discussing whatever's going on right now. They'll be discussing it. And we've got some good guys in there. Shout right. out. Yeah, shout That's out. Cool. I want to shout out all the youth in Nigeria holding it down. Holding yeah. it down. Yes. Yeah, yeah NSARS, man. NSARS. Right. Good job. Thanks, everyone. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Sports Social Podcast Network.